0: Welcome to the United Cast. It's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew, and today is not going to be a review podcast for a game because no game has been played today. We're on the international break uh, as well, of course. The Man United return, I believe it's next Saturday um, against Brighton, and then midweek next week uh, against Bayern Munich. But in the meantime, um, there's been a few things going on at this football club. Yeah, and not many of them, well, really none of them are good things. This this is not really going to be a happy episode. I'll, I'll try to be as positive as I can, because there's some elements that could be positive. What I'm going to do with this, if you do not want to hear about the ongoings to do with Anthony and Mason Greenwood, and I understand if you don't, what I'm going to do... ...is talk about everything else first. And I'm just giving you this, this as a guide... ...so that you know... <clears throat> ...excuse me... ...so that you know when to... ...click off this episode... ...if that's a, if you don't want to hear me talking about those two players... ...and I understand why you might not. I'm going to be talking about Donny van der Beek... ...Eric Bae, ...and Jaden Sancho. The situations with those three players... ...and everything surrounding it. Then I'll do the full outro. Then I'll take a break... And then after that break, which will be our ad break, I will then talk about those two players. So I, I'll, I will give you... I suppose you could consider a warning. I'll, gi- I'll give you a warning and I'll let you know when we're done talking about everything else. And you can feel free to leave the podcast at that point um, if that is what you want to do. Because I was kind of like compiling this episode in my mind and all that. And I was like, okay, where do I, I want to put the Greenwood and Anthony stuff? So I'm going to put that after the break, but I'm going to have to try to remember to do the outro before we get there. So a bit of a different structure, but there's obvious reasons as to why I'm doing that. <coughs> um, yeah, as I said, nothing here is really nice to talk about, um, unless you're not a fan of Bailey or Bailly, uh, Sancho or Donny. Uh, let's go with Donny first here. So Donny van der Beek, um, what, do, what do I think of Donny van der Beek? I'm going to tell you what I think of each of these players before I mention what's happening with them. I think Donny van der Beek is well class. I am confused as to why Eric Ten Hag has not been playing him more. Uh, of course, there was talk of him leaving the club in the summer. Uh, one of the stronger links was uh, Real Sociedad. That didn't end up happening, um, which is very good. That was supposed to be a um, lone move, which didn't end up happening. And he's not been in the matchday squads for the first, what have we played, four games? Yeah, um, Wolves, Tottenham, Forest, and Arsenal. Yeah, so far. And he's not been in any of the matchday squads. Uh, We named our, I think it was 23 or 25-man Champions League team. Of course, that's coming up very soon. And he wasn't on the list. Jaden Sancho was, however, which is a, a good sign. So what's going on with him? Um, I've always thought, with certain players in this team, and this goes as far back as... I wouldn't say this really happened as much in the Alex Ferguson era, not as much as I can remember. There are certain players that have played for us and certain players that have not played for us. That clearly should have been the opposite way around at some point. And I've felt that probably probably since David Moyes. Obviously David Moyes' time at May United was very short anyway. Because so, I, I, I understand the sentiment of like, oh, Ten Hag picks this team. Yes, that is true. Because I'm not pinning this particularly on Ten Hag. I think this was a factor in Oli's tenure, Ragnik's tenure, uh, Van Gaal, Jose Mourinho, David Moyes. I think it was effective in all of them. There seems to be certain players in the squad that get favoured by the club. Whether this is all completely on Ten Hag or if I'm wrong about that, I don't know. It's never been proven either way. It, it just doesn't make sense to me that Donny van de Beek is a product of his, of Ten Hag's Ajax days. Of course, he's brought various other players with him as well. And he isn't even in the matchday squad. He played maybe five, ten games last season under Eric Ten Hag. Obviously, he got injured, which was uh, very unfortunate <coughs> towards the end of the season. And there's always been this like? Because how long has Donny been playing for us now? Three seasons? There was the season under Oli. Obviously, there was the bad season last. The season before last, sorry. Last season, um, where we did very well. It's never quite... I don't think he's ever been given a full proper chance at, at this club. You can say whatever you want about him. I personally, from what I've seen from him, I think he's absolutely world class. And I think he should be starting. This team, the problem that's in his way is Bruno Fernandes. Obviously, that's a conversation for a different time. So he's not in our Champions League squad. He's not been in our matchday squads for the Premier League. Obviously, the FA Cup and Carabao Cup have not started yet. It, it, it's just one of them. One of them ones I'll add to the pile of that. Just a cute. And I did a podcast called this a couple of years ago: "The Curious Case of Donny Van der Beke." I do personally think. When it came to Ole, not necessarily Ragnick, but Ole, I believe that he liked playing Fred and McTominay and Donny, uh, uh, Bruno Fernandez. That was his midfield three because he was very, very, he very stubbornly stuck by those players. Obviously, we know the same about Lindelof and Maguire as well. So I, I, I think because I don't really think Ole actually wanted Donny. That felt like more of a club signing and more of a kind of. Edwin Van der Sar, who I hope is doing well at the moment. Um, doing good a good deal for Man United, because he was uh what was he, the chairman, the CEO of Ajax, something like that. He was running the day to day, wasn't he? Um did a good deal for Man United. But I don't think Ole wanted Donny van der Beek. Ragnick. that whole era was just a mess anyway. Obviously wasn't given that much chance in that era. And we all kind of thought, oh, here comes Ten Hag, the player, a manager who does like Donny van der Beek, and he's got a player who understands his system, understands his one-two touch pass. Sorry, one-one-two touch um, football. You know, very quick football that Ajax are good at playing. But. I mean, admittedly, yes, Bruno Fernandes, he's named him as his club captain and Bruno is technically in the way of that role because I don't think you can and I don't think Ten Hag would play a midfield of Casemiro, Donny and Bruno. Also, the fact we just signed Amrabat and obviously Mason Mount and Scott McTominay seems to just keep sticking around uh, as well. So that's why those things have happened. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to Donny. I really hope he doesn't leave. Um, Is it going to be a sparing thing where he's used in the cup games? I mean, I'll I'll take him playing in those games over nothing. He's one of my favorite players in the squad. I have got it in the back of my mind, though, that be prepared if he doesn't ever play for this club again. I don't know why that is. Does does he not? Because we never really see the training, do we? Us as public, we we only see the ninety minute games and the occasional like video of things. Maybe he's not doing well in training. Maybe he just. I mean, if you've got Donny Van Der Beek there, why did he go for Mason Mount and uh, Sofian Amrabat? Why did he do that? Obviously, Ca- Casemiro we needed anyway. Casemiro was the, was the Matic replacement. Obviously, Donny wasn't going to do that role, and obviously you've got Christian Eriksen who was who was bought in for free. So I just don't know where Donny fits in the pecking order. Um, obviously, Fred was useful in his own way. I believe Amrabat will be his proper replacement. you got Kobe Maino as well in there. So I don't know. It's good to have a lot of midfield options, but I don't know where Donny van der Beek sits in that. And it, it's, it's sad to see because when I have seen some good bits from him, it's like, yes, we've got to use that more, but... I don't know. I don't know ultimately. Um but the problem is now now that the other transfer markets have closed, because he's not going off to Saudi, which is which is very good. I don't know if the Turkey window is still open. I, I did hear something about that still open for a bit of time, the Turkish League. Why did I say the Turkey window? The Turkish transfer window, you know what I mean. Um he may have gone over there. Uh the real Social Dead deal fell through. Um so that wasn't gonna be happening. So yeah, uh but what what does it what does he do between cuz January is his next chance to leave. What does he do now between now and January? I I don't really know. I don't really know. Um Carabao Cup and FA Cup games, I think, which was sort of how he was being used before. Um but we shall uh we shall see. Uh this next sentence is something I didn't want to say but unfortunately I have to. Uh Eric Baye Eric Bailey has left Manchester United on a permanent deal. I believe it's Besiktas who he's gone to. Um another one of my favorite players. Um it's sad to see injuries got got in the way. Harry Maguire got in the way. Victor Lindelof got in the way. Um he did play some parts in Ollie's seasons and a bit in Ragnik's like tenure as well, but ultimately injuries just uh, mucked him up. Unfortunately, um, it's just a shame that with man with Mengi as well, who I, I think has has left the club as well, um, and it, it, it's so annoying because you you think back to that Arsenal game again. And we ended up with Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire as our centre-backs. And you just, like, like, cause I, I don't know why Mengi's been sold. It's a bit clearer as to why Eric Bailly's been sold. If, if he wasn't able to get fit and play games and you you have to alter, because that's happened to a lot of players. There's a ton of players that's happened to. Um, you've got like Jack Wilshere, you've got Michael Owen, you've got Owen Hargreaves. The list goes on and on of, of players that have showed a lot of promise in their career, but just, just never really quite. Got going for a long period of time. And Eric Bailly seems like he's just another one of them. Uh, of course, he was loaned to Marseille for a bit of time. I think that went somewhat well. I didn't really keep an eye on that completely. Was given back to Manchester United. Um, I don't know if it was like Ten Hag didn't fancy him, or he just couldn't get himself fit. But the problem is, okay, he's gone to Besiktas. What about if he can't stay fit for them either? Like, what what do you... Was he do? And he's at that like twenty nine thirty sort of age. Um, but like on the day he was announced to be leaving, and he put out a message, and I obviously probably didn't see it, but I responded and said you're a really great defender, and you know best of luck for the future. Uh, it's a shame not to see him at our team, but like because if if he goes off to Bishkek and has a good rest of his career, then I wish him the absolute best of luck. I mean, why would I want him to go over there and play badly? I wouldn't want that, but. It's just a shame when, for one reason or another, players that you like have to move on and do things for a different team. Um, But again, the thing is with injury-prone players, okay, you move from one club to another, you've got okay different medical staff. But if it's just injuries that keep popping up, especially if it's like muscle injuries, I don't know that moving to a different team solves that. It's just a team that's had you for a while has got to ultimately move you on because you've been there too long and there's nothing else they can really do for you so another team has to try you out i suppose um but i saw some clips people were posting of him doing some defending and stuff and there was there was some really good memories in there so i'm grateful to him for his time at may night i don't know if he could be considered like a he's a legend in his own way because because of the way he played and how like interesting he was and stuff like that um and I, I've I've got my good memories of Eric You, uh, for, for long time, listeners will know that uh, when we were in the uh, bad Ole days, I kept saying, play him in Twanzebe. You've got to drop Lindelof Maguire. You've got to do it. And uh, ultimately, that was one of the many reasons that Ole didn't work out. Obviously, Ragnik was a temporary thing anyway. So, best of luck to you, Eric. I'm not, I'm not going to say best of luck to Donny yet because Donny's still in this team, just about. Um, but it's a shame when your favourites uh leave the uh, leave, leave the club but best of luck Besiktas. I hope it goes well for you I hope you have a good end to your career and good on you as well by the way for not going off to Saudi either I, I've spoken about that on a recent uh, discussing the Saudi situation podcast um, although I don't know I don't know if there was specific offers from Saudi but hey you, you didn't end up over there you at least went somewhere decent some, somewhere decent to end off your career um, so best of luck to you uh, the bigger kind of headline, because the, the, the Bailey or Bailly thing was kind of like silently spoken about. And people were wishing him well, which was good and all that. Um, and the Donny thing, people were kind of talking about a little bit, but that that's a bit more of an on. Like the Bailey saga is finished. The Donny saga is ongoing. But we have a new one, which is Jaden Sancho. Um, of course, from when did we play Arsenal Sunday's game? Uh, he was not in the squad at all um eric tenag was asked why that was the case and unfortunately this information was getting released because literally i pressed publish on the on the arsenal podcast and then it started coming out and i was like it's too late now i have to talk about it later which is which is now um I think you've... what what's ha- And I'm not picking sides. I like Eric Tenag a lot. He's the manager that I want. Okay, he's made mistakes. Every single manager who's ever managed any team ever has made mistakes. Tenag has made some mistakes. He's still early in his tenure. He's done very, very well so far. He's made some decisions I don't agree with, but some decisions that have led to some really good things as well. But he's the manager that I currently want. We'll see how that goes, obviously, in the future. And Jaden Sancho is a player I very, very much like. He's one of my favourite players currently. I don't know about, like, of all time, but one of my current favourite players. And this is a bit sort of, I'm not going to take sides. I'm not going to pick between the two of you. I want the two of you to get into a room together and just sort your shit out, if you want to call it that, and sort it out and move on. And I saw a lot of comparisons between this. And the Ronaldo situation, obviously, when he did the Piers Morgan interview. I don't think this is similar to that, and I don't think it's on anywhere near the same scale. And also, Sancho's nowhere near as bad as what Ronaldo was towards the end of his United career. Um, <coughs> so, essentially, I was asked, obviously, in the post-match press conference about Jaden Sancho, why he didn't select him. And he sort of said, like, he didn't quite do something in training. He wasn't quite there in training, and Sancho put out a statement... And he said, like, I've been scapegoated and I train very well and I train for the badge, which is what you want to hear. If it's anything to do with, like, I'm playing for the badge or I'm here for the badge, that's personally what I like to hear. Uh, You know, I don't want you to be here for the pay packet. Obviously, you're going to be paid quite a lot because you play for Manchester United. But I want you to be here because you actually want to, not because you want to earn money. If you want to go and earn money, you can, you know, piss off the Saudi, because that's where you'll get your money um there were some links and some brief talk that he could he could go after Saudi he uh ended up not going and that transfer window is now closed and he's now still a Manchester United player so that's good um Ten has got a decision to make and obviously we'll talk about Anthony shortly uh because obviously just in regards to Anthony obviously him and Sancho both play on the right hand side obviously Sancho can play on the left somewhat he can play false nine, but both of their main positions are the same position, so Tenag's got a decision to make there. Tenag's going to have to figure out what he wants to do with Sancho. Um, I personally would prefer a front three of Rashford, Hoyland, and Sancho. Um, We'll have to see what happens with Anthony, but I'll save that for later. Obviously, Hoyland's going to probably be our main number nine, uh, with Martial, I'm guessing, being the backup to that. Uh, probably San- uh, Rashford on the left, and then either Anthony or Sancho, depending on what happens, on the right hand side. Um, I think we can move past this. Um, this doesn't feel like some sort of deal breaking thing. Of course, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes, what they've talked about, what they said to each other. The- I-, I did see the clip of when Ten Hag did say that, and it felt like a little bit of a slip of the tongue by accident. And this isn't me trying to favourite here; more like. Say that he can't do any wrong. Ten Hag has made mistakes. I will acknowledge that as a person who likes Ten Hag as a manager. And he's the one I currently want to be the manager of this club. It felt like he made a little bit of a mistake in what he said. Um, You could also maybe blame, not really blame it on the reporter. But the reporter kind of said like, hey, I'll come. A perfectly reasonable question which was like, hey, Sancho wasn't even in the matchday squad. Why was that? And he said, oh, we didn't quite do enough in training. It felt like Ten Hag didn't quite mean to say that. So, to me, this kind of feels like... Okay, Sancho doesn't feel like he's being done justice. I personally don't think he is, at least of right now. Obviously, he has been given some games under Ten Hag. And, of course, had that brilliant moment against Liverpool in Ten Hag's third game where he scored that opening goal. He has been getting played. I don't think he's been given quite enough chance. And there's been question marks over, like, is he favouriting Anthony on the right-hand side? That's a possibility. We'll see how that develops. But if this is, like, they can they can just talk it out as men, you know, as, as adult men, which I hope they both act like that, um, then there's that. On the other hand, something we need to talk about with Sancho as well, there's a bit of a character assassination going on in the press and in the media. Uh I'm gonna say some things in a minute that some of you aren't gonna agree with. Not anything that I think is particularly bad, um, but my how I how I view how Sancho is being talked about, not from Ten Hag, but from the media and from the press. There's been a lot of like there's been a lot of stuff floating around about quotes and Sancho did this, Sancho behaves this way, Sancho's this, he's that, he's misbehaved, he's got behaviour problems and this kind of stuff. I will tell you this, that I I won't tell you, uh, right, I'll tell you something in a minute as a fact and then I'll tell you my opinion on it. I can tell you this as an absolute fact, as somebody who lives in the UK and is very familiar with how British press, tabloids and media work. I could tell you this right now some of you might not agree with this and I'm not putting this as this next thing across as opinion I'm putting this across as fact and the reason I'm saying that is because I've seen it happen time and time and time and time again not just with footballers or even just with celebrities but like your everyday person who's been in the news for whatever. I can tell you what's happened here, in, t- in terms of, not in terms of Ten Hag's comments and like the the, the miscommunication, let's say, between himself and Sancho. But what I'm talking about is the way the media is talking about Sancho. I'll tell you exactly what's happened here. Um, what's been said has been said. Again, I think Ten Hag had a bit of a slip of the tongue. That does not mean that I blame Ten Hag for what the media is saying, because he's not in, in charge of that. I could tell you this absolutely right now. What the media would have done. Is read all these all these little bits that have come out about like. Oh when Sancho was at Man City. When he was at Dortmund. He did this. He did that. He's got behavioural issues. He was late to training. He, he did this and that. What's happened here. And some of you aren't going to agree with this. But I have to say this. They would have looked. And put two and two together. And thought okay. A man of colour. And behavioral problems. They'll be rubbing their hands together. I'll tell you this for a fact right now. They'll be rubbing their hands together. And they'll be absolutely loving it. Because they'll go you know what we can do. We can write up all these little articles. For these newspapers or tabloids or press. Or you know whatever. And something. Let's call it an, an area. That the British press love to write about. Is problems with people of color. They love it. They absolutely love it. They don't care about racism, they don't care about anything related to any of that. I mean, you don't even have to look past how Britain treated Meghan Markle, for example. I'm not saying their scenarios are comparable, but you are talking about two people of colour. Um, Like, obviously, the context there is different. There's, you can link this back to Pogba and all, all sorts of people that this, is, this has happened to. They would have looked at that and go, oh, reports in the past of, like oh, he's got behavioural issues at Man United. he's not getting on with people, he's not getting on with the manager, he didn't get on with people at Dortmund. He was, he had, uh, what was it they described it as, like a mixed attitude. Sometimes he was reserved, sometimes he was more out there with with, with his attitude. And they said that when he was at this um, kit launch event thing, that he asked them not to ask them questions, because he was having issues and stuff we do know that there's been information put out there that 10 uh, not Tenog sancho has got mental health issues which is a completely different aspect um and i wish him well obviously with dealing with those issues um because that's very very difficult to deal with but they will they'll, they'll be rubbing their hands together going oh person of color behavioral issues let's get let's get let's rub our hands together and really get our hands dirty here and take any quote we can find, even if it's not true, even if it's somebody that's just slipped them information, and we're going to write about it, and we're going to publish about it, because those sorts of stories get clicks, they do, they absolutely get clicks, people love to read that stuff, Um, a certain group of people love to read that stuff, and it creates problems, Um, so that's, that's my, again, not even my opinion, that's, I would, Put that down to factual because I've seen that happen number of t- a number of times before, um, or even something as simple as like, like I, I remember the days with Pogba. Oh, Pogba's not playing well. Why has he got a haircut? What the hell's his haircut got to do with anything? Like, oh, we he-, he dyed his hair half blue, but he's not playing well for Manchester United. What's what's going on? It's a big, it's a big mystery. A black, a black man has got a fancy haircut, and it's affecting his performance. Like, go away, go and go just. Just go away. You know what I mean? Um it's you don't even really need to look for this kind of information. It's it's what gets said about um people of colour and black people, unfortunately. Um But again, uh if we go back to the main core of things here, um I hope that they can just um sort things out. Sort things out. But I'm very, very glad that Sancho didn't go after saudi because that that would have been really really sad to see that would have been really sad to see um we'll see what happens with him obviously there's is kind of sort of dependent on what happens with anthony as well um but we shall see uh that is the main part of the podcast here um so i'm going to do the outro like i said so just to just to reassess things i've talked about my opinions on the three players um Yep, I hope Donny gets more included. I wish Eric Bailly very well over at Besiktas. And we'll see what happens with the Sancho situation. Hopefully that gets sorted out. Um, And we'll see uh, which games he gets included in next. Um, And I hope that he's doing well as well, because that won't be easy for him to deal with. Um... But it's, uh, all this has created a lot of turmoil. And like people pointing fingers at Tenog. People pointing fingers at Sancho. Sancho's not good enough. Tenog's not good enough. This, that and the other. I don't think, by the way, that... The situation with Sancho... I don't think it's got anything really to do with... Either Tenog's ability as a manager. Or Sancho's ability as a footballer. I just think... Tenog misspoke a little bit. Sancho that caused Sancho to speak out. And I don't I don't blame him for for, for sharing like how he's feeling. We should all talk a bit more about how we're feeling. Um in, ter- in terms of opening up um, and and that sort of stuff. Obviously we know there's been some mental health issues and things, so that there might have been some stuff on Sancho's mind and he's he's right to talk about that. I, I don't blame him for putting that thing out. It might not have been the smartest thing for him to do but he's got feelings he wanted to talk about, and um, they were, their feelings that are very, very important. Whether or not they should have been discussed more privately, like with Tanag, with but then should he have said that? It, it, it just feels like Tanag made a bit of a mistake, Sancho responded in his own way, but they both need to just be adults about it and talk about it. Because ultimately it's between the two of them, really. Um as to, as to like, is he going to get selected for the team? Does he want to play for Man United? Does Ten Hag want him? But they have to... Do, that's that's really between the two of them, to be honest. So I hope it goes well. I hope it goes well between the two of them. The one thing to keep in mind, by the way, they say football moves very quickly. On literally every single thing I'm discussing in this podcast, apart from Eric Bailly, because he has moved on, uh, there could be a story tomorrow. About Donnie or a story tomorrow about Sancho. Obviously that's tomorrow and after I'm recording so I don't have that information right now so I'm just giving you my general opinion on what's going on and there was like a lot of things going on and I'm bundling them all into this podcast so that's what I've decided to do so um, we'll see how it all goes. Anyway I'm going to do my outro now. Then do the ad break thing and then talk about the situation with Greenwood and Anthony. So I will let you know when I finish the outro. And if you don't want to stick around for the Anthony and Greenwood part, I know I've mentioned him a little bit um, because of the Sancho thing in the same position and that. uh, I'll let you know when you can safely click away from the episode. So uh, if you've got any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments about anything in this podcast, whether it is the bit I'm going to do later or the bit I've already done, uh, do you think Sancho should be moved on? Do you think Donny should be moved on? What did you think of Bai as a player, etc., etc.? What do you think of Tenag as the manager? All those sorts of things. Uh, Matthew at org, Twitter, e-talk uk, and his information in the show notes. In the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, Games, Films, May Night, Podcasts. Uh, take a look out for what we do. Of course, we return next Saturday, and then either Tuesday or Wednesday, I'm not completely sure, uh, for our game against what are they called by Munich, so look out for that. Um you can support us also by of course listening to more podcasts that we've done, word of mouth and social media, let other people know about what we're doing, where they can find it. The Patreon $5, $10 level tiers, actually podcast review options, look out for that as well if you'd like to. Uh TV and film news, geek Geektown Radio on Tuesdays, Geektown.co.uk for all of your TV and film news, renewals cancellations, pickups, air dates, film news and updates on the strike. At the moment, uh, Beck's over on Twitch, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, and on other platforms via the same name. Uh, you can find her over there. It's going to put what she's doing. Twitch, eTalk UK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays right. So I'm now done with the outro. If you do not want to either stick around for the ad break thing or hear about Anthony or Greenwood, you can now safely click away from the podcast, listen to something else that we've done or well, whatever you want to do. Uh, but if you don't want to stick around, for the greenwood and anthony discussions because they are related somewhat sort of um then you can safely click away from the episode now if you don't want to hear about that i'm just giving you a warning and setting the episode out like this anyway take a break we'll come back in a minute and we'll talk about that see you in a minute today's sponsor is manscaped you can get 20 percent off with your order with manscaped by using the promo code that we've got with them which is e-talk-uk, that's etalk UK to get 20% off your order and free shipping with Manscaped. They sell various different men's grooming products from shavers, razors, ear and nose head trimmers, different clothes and deodorants. You don't even need to Google Manscaped themselves. You can click on the link in your show notes, whether you're on a podcast player or the website uh, version of the episode, and you can go and click on that link in the show notes. That's also got the promo code written in the show notes as well, so you can either copy and paste the promo code ETALKUK, E-T-A-L-K-U-K, you can either copy and paste that into your show notes or type it in in the promo code box and click apply that will get you 20% off your order with Manscaped and free shipping first-hand quality professional with Manscaped from their packaging to the items themselves even the way the items are stored in the packaging is very very first class very professional so no questions about Manscaped's quality thanks very much to Manscaped for sponsoring Entertainment Talks podcast and thank you very much for listening Alright, we're now in the second half of the podcast. I'm now going to be discussing the Anthony and Mason Greenwood situations. If you do not want to listen to me talking about those two players for the reasons I understand, you should now click away from the podcast. Uh, Let's talk about Anthony first, seeing as, well, they both have kind of both new updates each. Anthony, of course, uh, signed last summer for £100 from Ajax. He did not choose his price tag, but it it is what it is. Um, There were some rumblings of what was going on here... A few months after he was signed, I want to say, I want to say like last calendar year at some point. Um, and then it went really, really quiet for a while. And I don't remember if I did or didn't bring it up on the United cast at the time. I, I can't remember. But the news on it was quite sort of fleeting. It was talked about for like a day or two and then just completely went away. Um, so he's been accused of essentially domestic violence. Abuse, domestic violence. Um, the difference between... And I don't want to do too many comparisons, but I just want, want to sort of like discuss this. Um, with Greenwood, obviously, we know it was to do with Harriet at the moment. Um, with Anthony, it seems that there was multiple women involved who he's had lots and lots of altercations with. There's been lots and lots of different things that he's done, described. I don't need to really describe all of them for you. You can, you know... See what those are and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's it, it's disappointing, but, but for a lot of different reasons. Uh, first of all, to see this type of thing continue to come up and violence against women and players in people in positions of power. not just not just players, but obviously you do have a certain amount of um, what's the word I'm looking for privilege. If you do play for Manchester United, you're in a very high played. Privileged position. None of these things obviously are excuses for what Anthony has supposedly done. Um, Yeah, it's just really disappointing. It's really, really disappointing. Um, The club at the moment have not suspended Anthony. Of course, as I said, in terms of time and information, there could be information or a statement released tomorrow or the day after or the day after that. Um, basically between now and when we play Brighton, the the club could do that in the meantime, Um, the Brazil national team did suspend him, obviously the clubs are on, sorry, the players, or on international duty, I'm assuming that includes Brazil as well, Um, so they took sort of more immediate action, Um, as 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 far as I'm aware, this is all kind of like, talk at the moment there hasn't been any kind of like court dates or things like that set this is still in the very very kind of early stages of course as far as i'm concerned if he has done what has been he's been accused of and he's been accused of a lot of things as well um obviously he should be removed from the club in whatever way shape or form that's going to be whether it will be well alone isn't really a solution which we'll talk about with greenwood in a minute either a sale um or release him from the club, or uh, I mean suspending him and suspending him and running his contract down. And that's one of the problems with things like this is and I don't know how long he's got left on his contract, which is okay, you can run down his contract, you can suspend him, but how long's that gonna take? And what's he gonna do in the meantime? And what's gonna like Yeah. Obviously the Greenwood situation when that immediately first came out was obviously the the audio thing came out. He was immediately suspended and hasn't played for Man United since. Um, but the club need to deal with it, and let's hope that they deal with this much better than they have with the Greenwood situation. Because um, as I said before, with the Greenwood situation, it it felt very clear to everyone, to everybody who was giving opinions that. Man United wanted to keep him, and he's not actually left Manchester United. We'll talk about the groomer situation in a moment. Uh, of course, in terms of any of the women that Anthony has apparently affected, I hope that I, I wish them well. Obviously, I don't want anybody to be hurt in that way, shape, or form, whether it's physically or verbally, um, with whatever has has happened obviously hope they can get the support that they need i shouldn't have to explain those things but i'm just making things very clear uh things are very much still in the early stages um but it seems to be with this that almost every day there's like a, a new incident that gets um sort of reported on See so yeah, I honestly don't really have a ton more to say about this right now. Um if he ha- if he is guilty and he has done what he's supposedly done obviously the club should take action but then they haven't taken the proper action yet with Greenwood. Um yeah, it's it it's it's just disappointing to see. Um a man abusing a woman again and domestic abuse, uh, abuse popping up again and We've not even fully dealt with this Greenwood thing, and now it's happening with Anthony, and it's—I don't know. Um, It's—it's—it's it's, it's just a big, big shame. So we'll—we'll we'll see how this develops. Uh, of course, if he is completely cleared of innocent of all of these, and it will have to be all of them, not just some of them, um, then obviously he can play for Man United again. If he is uh, again, not charges dropped, not none of this like weird stuff. If it's charges cleared and innocent. Um not guilty, innocent, whatever the proper verdict is, not charges dropped like it was with the greenwood thing um then we can uh move on, but again, the problem is we haven't dealt with the greenwood situation properly, so if he is found to be guilty or you know if the charges get dropped, if he isn't cleared of being you know innocent, let's say I mean you know, i have to deal with it again, but it's the problem you now have is can the club do that properly because they still even as of right this moment they still haven't done with the greenwood thing properly um again like i said wish the women that, that are involved all the best um they get the support that they need that they need all that kind of stuff and i hope that whatever needs to happen to anthony Happens to and whatever whatever kind of punishment it's going to be or whatever the case may be. So, like I said, it's very early days on this, and um, we'll see what happens. So, but it's it's just very disappointing to see, of course. All right, Greenwood update. Um, I did say in the last podcast when I I did put in the title Mason Greenwood leaves Manchester United. Um, he hasn't. So. We know about the three statements, which were still very weird statements, which all three of those statements from Richard Arnold, the club, and Mason Greenwood himself all said he's walking away from the club, will be supported, which was strange, but didn't do the things he'd been accused of. And Greenwood himself said, I haven't done the things I'm accused of. So everybody asked, okay, if we, if you're saying he didn't do what he's accused of, why are you releasing him exactly? Or why are you... Getting him to walk away from the club exactly. Because there's no other reason. The thing that. I personally didn't notice. And I didn't see anybody else talk about. They said. Okay. He's going to walk away from Manchester United. Still under contract. Not sold from the club. Of course being sold from a club. Means you are exiting the club. Not released from the football club. So. He still does have an active contract with Manchester United, which doesn't run out until the summer of 2025. What the club have ended up doing instead is loaning him out to Getafe, Getafe, uh, which is a Spanish team. He's already there. He himself was given a little speech. I saw this like five minute video yesterday. This is getting weirder. This, this whole thing. Um, So he's been loaned out to, I think it's Hetafe is how you say the actual name. They're a Spanish club. He's been given number 12. Not that that's relevant or whatever. And had a, what I can only describe as a welcoming presentation. There was kids that were getting Greenwood shirts signed by him. He had made like a small little speech. Um there was like almost, there was almost like a parade for him, it was, I I, I don't, um is nobody there aware of, <laughs> like, this is not normal, this is not normal at all, Um and he went out on the pitch, and he did like a few kick ups, and he kicked the ball a bit, and people cheered and stuff, and it was like, okay, this is really strange, this is really strange, He he was smiling and all all that kind of thing. Because he's gotten. Essentially for him this is a fresh start. Which he doesn't currently deserve. Because he hasn't been punished for the previous thing. Or what the the situation. And then he made like this little speech. And he's like I'm happy to be there. And get a bit of a fresh start. And this and that. And it was like. Okay. And then the most bizarre part. To me, at least. I mean, it was bizarre to see him walking out as a new loan signing and people cheering him and basically there being a parade for him. He was, like, obviously smiling because he's, you know... I don't know what word to use. He's gotten himself a fresh start. And then I did some interviews with, like, three fans of the club. I can't remember what all of them said, but two of them said like oh we know about like his situation in in england but he, he deserves a second chance and we welcome him here and it's like okay and then the, another person i think it was a woman i'm not i can't quite remember said um oh yeah like deserves a second chance and everybody deserves a second chance and this kind of stuff and he was like Declared innocent. And it was like no he, he wasn't. That's literally factually incorrect. The charges were dropped. He was not cleared as being innocent. That is a totally different thing. But everybody seemed happy. Everybody seemed very happy to have him there. Uh, he was very happy to, ha- to to be there. I think for obvious reasons. Um, the fans seemed to be welcoming him very much. Um, the problem is. They have not bought him. He's got a new place to play football, which is Hatafé. I think they play later on in September. Um, But, I mean, some of you are at least aware of what he's done because a couple of the fans were mentioning it. They weren't just saying, oh, yeah, we're happy to have Greenwood here and we we, we don't know anything about him or or whatever. It's just very strange. It's very, very strange the way this was all done. Um, But... The future problem Manchester United now face is this is essentially we're going to tell you he's walking away from the club. We haven't sold him. He's not been released, which still means he's got a contract with Manchester United. He's been loaned to the club, which is essentially Man United's way of saying we sort of want to keep you. And there was multiple reports of like a plan for him to come back, which obviously hasn't come to fruition right now. Um, is essentially their way of going, we're going to push you away for a year. You've still got a contract with us. By the time you come back, you'll have a year left. But there's still a year of a contract left, which will be from 24 to 25. We're going to push you away for a year. You can go and, like, get your form back, I guess, because he's probably going to be playing for Hatafe. Um... To, like, you know, not just keep his fitness up, but probably score some goals, put his market value up a bit. Um, but in a year's time, he's going to be released from Getafe and is going to be a Manchester United player again. <clears throat> the only way you would deal with this in the long term is, let's say, let's say the fans of Getafe welcome him, which, judging by this video, they very much have. And the manager, I don't know who the manager is. I don't really know much about the club. Let's say they completely welcome him back, which they already have done. And it goes well for a year. They might buy him off of us. And then, Man United will be able to wipe their hands clean. But, Man United can't sort of, Man United can't turn around right now and say, We've done the best moral thing for this situation. And we've wiped our hands clean, we've got no blood on our hands, so to speak. They can't say that right now. Because you've still got him on the contract, you didn't sell him, you didn't release him. It's it, 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 it's a business thing, isn't it? That I, I honestly think, and this isn't a nice thing to say about the football club I support and have you know loved since I've well been a child. Um, I believe Man United are trying to keep him in the squad. Because... They currently are trying to do that. And I think what Man United are trying to do is, okay, let's get him out of the spotlight. Let's loan him literally out of the country for a year. Let's hope people forget. He'll come back in the squad. And let's see if we can, like, sneak him back in. But the problem is you can't sneak him back in in front of 70s. In 75, 76, 75,000 people at Old Trafford. There's a lot and lots and lots of eyes looking at Manchester United. For lots of different reasons. I don't think you're going to be able to just sneak him back in. in the Because people aren't going to forget about this. So I know it's been brought up recently. About like Ryan Giggs. And obviously he's got his own. Thing going on. I think the major difference there is. Didn't all that come out after he. Because he retired at Manchester United. Didn't he at age 40. I believe all that came out after he'd retired anyway. I think is what, what had happened. <clears throat> there was always some murmurings about, like, oh, him and his brother's wife and all that kind of thing. Um, but I'm pretty sure with Giggs, it was all the information about the abuse allegations and obviously he has been to court and all this sort of stuff came out after he'd already retired from Manchester United. So that's not Man United's responsibility anymore. Whether or not they knew about it the whole time and is whatever, but when those allegations came out... He wasn't playing football anymore, I don't think. So that's no club's responsibility to deal with, at least at that specific moment. But obviously, in terms of Anthony and Mason Greenwood, obviously Greenwood's been loaned out. We don't know what's going to happen with Anthony as of right now. Greenwood still got a contract with Manchester United. Um, But even a few weeks ago when it was like, oh yeah, we don't think he's done what he's been accused of, we're going to tell you that he's walking away. It still wasn't a good way to deal with it. So we'll we'll see what happens with all this. Um, I just. I just wonder in a year's time are you going to loan it? One of the options Man United could take, and they probably will have to take, is we'll loan him out to Hatafe so he's not got. There's not eyes at Old Trafford on Mason Greenwood because he's not there. In a year's time, he'll be back with us, right? Obviously, there'll be all the transfer window, preseason, all that kind of stuff. The only other thing you could do is loan him out again to Hatafé. Let's assume he gets on there and all that kind of thing and plays well. well. Obviously, if he doesn't play well, they might not want to keep him. You loan him out again, then his contract will expire, assuming you don't renew it, which would be bizarre if you decided to do that. Um... And then he leaves for free because his contract will then run out in two years time and Hatafé pick him up for free. That still isn't the proper way to deal with it, though, even if that's the option that you take. That still isn't the proper way to deal with all this. So I know I've said we'll see what happens a lot in this podcast because <clears throat> I can't tell you what's going to happen. Um, But it's not been good. It's not been good the way that we've dealt with this situation so far. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Um, this was not a nice episode to do, but an important one, I thought. So, Anyway, um, that's my thoughts on all these situations. We'll see what happens. I know you're probably sick of me saying that right now. Um, Greenwood, we're just going to push him away for a year and try and forget about him. But we're not going to forget about him. Anthony is the more immediate problem. Um, and I suppose for the more immediate... In a week's time thing, is he going to be suspended by that point? I'm talking about Anthony. Is he going to be suspended by Manchester United by that point? Because you've got a whole week to deal with that. If he's not suspended, is he going to be in the matchday squad? (sighs) And the thing is, and this is on a smaller scale, because at the moment, Anthony's the one who's starting on that right-hand side. Let's say he's not in the matchday squad, but not suspended and by not in the whole squad, I mean the bench as well, does Jaden Sancho start? Because obviously they've got a... And that's much less of a serious issue to deal with because there's not, like... It's not the same situation, is it? Um, Who starts on that? If Anthony and Sancho don't play, let's say, let's say things don't get patched up with Sancho and they put Anthony out of the squad, which I th- think at the moment is the best thing to do, who does play on that right hand side? Um, who's available? Because half our players are injured as well at the moment. Um, I know that's not as serious as an as an issue. I'm just talking about like okay, Sancho, Anthony. There's completely different problems, but problems there. Um, who starts on that right hand side if neither of those two do? We'll find out next Saturday, I suppose, on with the with the team sheet. Um, what I would personally. Have happened, and this isn't just because I want to see Sancho play football. <clears throat> I would want Sancho and Ten Hag to mend whatever fences have got to be mended, fix that patch. I think it's best if Anthony has dropped out the matchday squad for now. Um, so you have Sancho starting on the right because who else is gonna start? Okay, I, I wouldn't mind Palestri being over there. Diallo, I think has got is he gone on loan? I think he's gone on loan or something anyway. Um, or I think, no, he's injured at the moment, yeah, and you go, you work from there, you, you you just go from there, I think at the moment, so, anyway, that's it for the podcast, thank you all very much for listening, and uh, if nothing else, I'll see you next Saturday against Brighton, um, we've got to get some Premier League revenge on them, haven't we, because they beat us opening day last season, anyway, thanks very much for listening, and I will see you next time, goodbye.